When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, Mr. John Blizzard. <laughs> Hello. How How's that for a morning introduction for you? Exactly. <laughs> I know. It's like the best one I've had so far. Oh my God. So you are in Los Angeles, right? Like, Yeah. So I've mainly been in LA. Um, I did go back to Dallas. That's where I'm from. Um, twice so far um just to like see my family um and do a couple of things just because you know not seeing them for so long um kind of a struggle <laughs> but otherwise yeah i've been in la and- did you love growing up in dallas yeah i loved it um dallas is such an amazing city um it is so fun um food is good shopping is amazing um and the people there are just fun like i have so much fun there like just like going out like doing social things um it's just a really fun place so definitely recommend if you haven't gone yet i like dallas i see there's nothing wrong with dallas either (laughs) so when you were growing up or you know young adult i mean you are young so like were you just like a bravo fan like right from the beginning like tell me about that you know i actually never really started watching bravo till i was in college um i went to pepperdine um here in la and i think it was like when i was supposed to be studying for finals or something like that (laughs) you know it's like i didn't really want to study so i was like oh let's just see um what this is all about and i actually started with house of beverly hills first like that was the first thing that i really ever watched um and i was like this is hilarious. And I, I liked watching that one. And that's why I kind of started with that one because I was living in LA at the time. So I was like, oh, I wonder where they go. Like, I wonder if we go to the same places. And so it was kind of fun just watching this group of women kind of, you know, do all this stuff, but you're also living in the same city. So it's just kind of interesting to see, I guess, like, are we doing the same things? Like, have we run into each other? And I didn't even know. (laughs) So that's kind of, when I started. And that was in season one, though, right? Like it was. No, so I started. When was that? That was probably like I... six years ago, maybe um, seven years ago that I started watching it. So I'm not sure what season that would have been, but 
and you loved it. And then did they already have a Real Housewives of Dallas at that point or that? No, not okay. at that time they didn't, um, which was so interesting because I've known Deandra Simmons for years. And so when she um, started up on the show, it was really funny because I'd already been with Lisa at that point for- You were already um, working with Lisa. Yeah, so I kind of helped her like kind of, I guess, navigate the housewives world um, at the first kind of aspect of that, of when Dallas started. That's so funny, yes. We love Deandra, I know Deandra really well. So I, I that yeah. was my next question. Like, I didn't know if you knew her like before the show or like you knew her before the show, just from being Yeah, so Deandra and I have known each other for a while and that's actually how I met most of the other girls too on that show was through Deandra. Deandra is like my main like OG friend. Um, and through her is where I met Cameron and Cameron and I have been really good friends for years. Um, we obviously connected on the dog stuff. Um, and she is always really fun. And she actually grew up in Montecito. Um, and my family has a house in Montecito. And so we've done like 4th of July together up in Montecito. Um, so it's just like, we have a lot in common, like the dogs, just California, Dallas. Um, it's just really fun. And I adore her kids and court. Um, they're just a really great family. Um, and then Carrie Brittingham, um, I met through Deandra as well. She's um, a newer friend of mine, but she is so fun. She is the sweetest person. Um, and her daughter lives out here in LA. Um, so I, you know, hang out with her daughter. I'm like, supposed to watch over her <laughs> but yeah and then um some of the other girls i know too obviously um like stephanie um carrie duber and leanne obviously um leanne and i um have been friends for forever as well <laughs> well miss simmons and i can say this because she's a friend of mine too she loves her gays she loves collecting her gays oh. and i mean that oh. in like a nice way she loves us I know. It's like every single time I'm at the house, I'm like, who here is straight besides Jeremy? Because it's just all gays or like her one friend, like um, Cindy or Anna. <laughs> That's about it. So now, okay, because I mean, give me some advice, John, because this is, happens to me all the time. Let's just take uh -huh. Dallas. I'm really good friends with Deandra. I'm really good friends with Leanne. Yeah. How do you handle those situations? I mean, are you, like you just it, said, I mean, please give me some advice because I, I find myself in these awful situations all the time and I'm like, I'm Switzerland, guys. But I mean, I imagine you've been in them, right? Oh, I've been in so many awkward situations. Um, not just with Dallas, but like other franchises too, where it's just like, I'm friends with a lot of people. But I think that's something that you kind of have to do is as simple as it is, is play Switzerland. Because I think what people like about me is that, and you know, that's why I'm so friends with all these people, is um, they can just like bitch, vent, whatever, but I'm never gonna say anything. Like everything's Thank kind you. of in confidence and some people just need that release and someone that they can trust. So I think just build, making those relationships and being somebody that people can trust, um, is super beneficial for not only them, but also just like in terms of maintaining relationships, because I totally am that person that's like, I can be friends with this person, even if my really good friend is not vibing with them at the moment. Um, so in terms of kind of that, I think just being open-minded and not really siding with anybody and just really listening to both people's sides, one may be more wrong than the other, but um, you know, just let them, you know, live their supposed truth and whatever they're saying and just kind of go from there. And I think that's kind of the best advice, just being an ear for somebody to listen to.
Totally. No, I, I get it. I say that all the time. It's just like, I don't need to talk. Like I, I talk here, you know, like I yeah. don't need to like, it's whatever you say to me is not going out. Like it just is what it is. Oh, for sure. What about, and I also think, you know, real life is different than what you see on TV. Oh, 100%. And that's something too, just going into the whole reality TV aspect of it, as I'm sure a lot of people have told you is what you see on TV is only literally like this much of like eight hours that was filmed. So there's a lot more background and a lot more stuff that's happening behind the scenes that viewers don't really get to see. And I think that really transpires into you know, why people may be like, oh, why is this person coming so hard for, you know, this other person? Like, all they did was this. And it's like, that's all they showed you. But what you don't know is all the text messages that happen, the phone calls, the behind the back talking when you're, you know, at events, um, and just other, like, random stuff that people do. Um, so I think that's, you know, another aspect of kind of all of that as well. Are you ever like, okay, I had drinks with Deandra on Monday. Like, do you ever feel guilty yourself? And now tomorrow's Tuesday, you're going to have drinks with Leanne. And you're just like, I mean, you don't have anything to feel guilty about because it sounds like you don't talk. But like, do you ever, I, I, I have that internal guilt. And That's then, a good question. And let me ask you also, what's your, what's your sign? I'm like, a Capricorn. Okay. Because I'm a Gemini. We like know how to separate like things. Yeah. <laughs> but do you ever like have your own guilt? Like, even though you're not I, doing anything wrong? That's a good question. I don't know if I would say guilt, but I just feel, I don't know what the word is, but like, it's, it's awkward. Cause like, not necessarily with Deandra and Leanne, but just with anybody, like, it's like, if I'm with them and they're, you know, talking shit about the other person and I'm just sitting there, it's just like, I I don't, I just don't know how to react sometimes in the situations when like people are going so hard at other people because I just don't want to get involved because like, it's like, you guys are all my friends. I just like, you guys just happen to have a disagreement. So I wouldn't say guilty. It's just like, I just put in, it's a very awkward position because like they are saying like all these things and it's like, I kind of want to like stick up for them because like something I know that they're just like saying lies about, um, but I just don't want to get involved because then I don't want that one friend to be like, well, why are you sticking up to them? And it's like, come on, guys. Like, just let's figure this out and move on. <laughs> and we all know what happens when you get involved, which we'll get into in a <laughs> yeah. minute. Yeah. What, tell us something since you've known her for so long about Deandra that would like shock people. Um, and it doesn't even have to be bad. Like, I'm not looking for anything salacious. Just like. No. Um, about Deandra. I feel like. I feel like everyone already knows, like, everything about her. I'm just trying to think of something that's, like, I don't know. I just, what, like... Do you... What What do you love best, then, about, like, Real Housewives of Dallas? Like, I mean, like, do your parents... Like, I mean, was, like, were people thrilled in Dallas when, like, this franchise came? Um, you know, at first, I don't think it was a very warm reception, um, especially after season one, um when people actually saw what was going on, they were like, what is this show? Um, especially in Dallas. Dallas is very conservative. And like a lot of people, like honestly, that's why I'm really glad that like Cameron and Deandra joined the show because a lot of people kind of in that social circle, like never would have joined. Um, and I think it's a good thing that they did because they're showcasing like, that's not to be like, that is what Dallas is like, but like they are big pillars in the community. Um, and 
you know, they showcase a different side of Dallas that is more of the kind of affluent charity, like high-end Highland Park situation, which is, you know, kind of like what Beverly Hills is to the Los Angeles franchise. Like, people want to see more of that, and it is very real, it's very raw, and, um, but yeah, I mean, people in Dallas, I think now people are a little bit more receptive. I just know that when it first started, because Dallas is very like charity oriented, that people were like, we don't want this in our town and you're going to get blacklisted from every single charity and blah, 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 blah. But now they see it as like, oh, like if you're part of our charity or part of our organization, like you have such a platform now that you can like help us make better change in the world, which I think is great because I feel like everybody that's on a Bravo show or any reality show or just TV in general, like you're given such a unique opportunity to do good in the world through your platform, um, which, you know, most people don't have that chance. And to be able to utilize that, um, it's just great. I mean, because I've went... Deandra's been on this show before. I've talked to her about this. Like, because to your point, like Cameron and Deandra, like how important is it really that last name? Like, is it is that really a thing? Because that's what we see on the show. Like, is mm-hmm. Dallas really like that? It really is like there's certain last names in the society that really are the last names to have, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> yeah, um, very much so. Um, you know, definitely like back, you know, 20 years ago, a lot more so. Um, but I mean, still, it's like the legacy family names. I mean, like, you'll see the Simmons name, like, all around Dallas. And like, you know, I don't know. It's just like, there are people of that caliber, like the Perros, um, you know, the Bushes, obviously. Um, yes. So it's just like, um, there is a certain level, and it's a small group of people, too. But I mean, like, you know, members of the Petroleum Club, members of Park House, you know, it's like, all the social clubs in Dallas, definitely like you, you know, if you, you have a better, I guess, recognition and better sense of, I guess, like where you kind of stand in Dallas based off your last name, especially. It's almost like, you know, cause housewives is technically, or at least in the beginning, supposed to be this thing where, you know, it's like a certain caliber mm-hmm. of wealthier women. So I would think like the Westcott and Simmons name, like to your point, like add maybe credibility to the show possibly. Oh, 100%. what about you know like we don't have leanne like what do you think of leanne's exit um to be honest i i do think that she you know obviously messed up but i don't think she's racist (laughs) you know i know her um she's not racist um did she say some like uneducated things 100 percent. but um you know i do think that she was good for the show in all honesty and you know some people may disagree with me that I'm friends with, but um, I think that she was good. She was able to stir the pot, but, you know, in a manner that was good for the show and kind of the continuation of, you know, just keeping it all going. Um, But no, I think that she, she means well, um, but, you know, she made some mistakes, but also, you know, everybody makes mistakes. Like nobody is a hundred percent perfect. But, um, you know, I just, and I think that have, if she was on the show again this year, I think that she may have been able to, you know, kind of fully, I guess, how do I say this, like, dive out, dive into, like, what exactly she said and really turn this into a learning and growing experience. I get that it's, you know, you know, she said horrible things, and especially about, like, one of my really good friends, Carrie, but, um, you know, I don't know. It's just, like, it's very interesting to see 
playing Dallas without Leanne. <laughs> I agree. And I, knowing her, I mean, I, in my heart of heart, do not think she's racist either. Do you get as stressed out when planning a vacation as I do? Where to go, what to do, where to stay? I definitely needed some extra help in choosing the perfect spot for my next vacation. And that is why I turned to Apple Vacations. They're great. They're known as America's favorite vacation company for good reason. Just think of them, and this is music to my ears, as your one-stop shop for that next-level summer vacation. Apple Vacations will help you plan your entire getaway with confidence from start to finish. We're talking personalized service, exceptional values, and so much more. Plus, you can choose the most gorgeous destinations like Mexico, the Caribbean, Central America, Hawaii, and the continental U.S., Each all-inclusive Apple Vacations package includes round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, meals, drinks, entertainment, and tips. Non-stop transfers are also included at no additional cost at select hotels. So the entire vacation is as seamless as possible. For a limited time, you can use promo code SAND75 that's SAND75 and take $75 off your stay at Live Aqua in Cancun or Punta Cana. Just go to applevacations.com slash BTVR to get the steal of a deal to your favorite Live Aqua resort today. Again, just go to applevacations.com slash BTVR to get this amazing deal at your favorite Live Aqua resort today. Yeah. What about if you had to like change up the cast of Dallas mm-hmm. and one of these, let's just say next season, Leanne is, we're going to bring Leanne back in this alternative world that we're living in, but somebody, <laughs> okay. but somebody has to go, who is going to go? Who, who would, if you were in charge of running Bravo? Um, you know, I would have to say probably Brandy. <laughs> Um, I don't know her at all, but I just like, if I'm given the situation, her, but I would also like to petition to bring Carrie Duber back because she is actually like pretty good for the show, um, to have her just always constantly stir the pot and be messy as fuck. (laughs) I would agree with that too. That was my next question. Would you, if you could only bring back Carrie or Leanne, who would it be? Oh, Uh. It's, it would probably be Leanne out of them too. But if I could bring back both, that would be ideal. Listen, listen, John, this is behind the velvet rope. You thought you were just waking up and going to have a nice morning. We have, some, we have some hard questions here, you know? I know. I'm like, oh God. I'm like, oh, all of them are going to call me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, listen, I mean, you just blame it on me. You just tell them to call me. It's my fault. <laughs> I don't care. Well, I mean, like, it's all in good fun, so it doesn't matter. They're all my friends, so. <laughs> I mean, you've been, like, in both, you know, I think you're in a unique position in that you lived in one city with Housewives mm-hmm. where you knew them, and now you're in another. It's like, we got to pick your brain while we have you here today. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I think it's going to be a good season. Like, I feel like Dallas, to me, is the most underrated of the franchises. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the ratings are not as great as like say Beverly Hills, but I feel like it doesn't get really the respect it deserves. Oh, 100%. Do you think just in terms of like editing and just storyline, like, do you think Stephanie and Brandy get a free pass? Like, are they kind of the darlings of the show? Oh yeah. They won't, nothing will ever, well, especially Stephanie. Like, I don't think she will never get a bad at it. <laughs> like ever. 
but also like I feel like Stephanie doesn't like like she's never like put in those situations to even get a bad edit you know what I mean um so it's no fault to the editing I think it's just like she's just like a genuine kind human being so it's like totally. just kind of avoids even being put in the situation um but um I just I do feel bad for Brandy just because um it's hard you know when you're you know kind of put on blast like that um again should she have done that Probably not, but, um, you know, you got to live with your consequences sometimes. I mean, I think I've noticed that's what Bravo's doing. Like, if you're not let go and you're mm-hmm. kept, they are dealing, like, I don't know if you watch Southern Charm, Catherine, and, because, I mean, to me, it's like, mm-hmm. you can't really have Southern Charm without Catherine. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, do you think there's a double standard? Um, yes. Um, just because I was actually talking to a couple of my friends about that the other day, is like, Um, but I think the difference too, in my opinion, is what happened with Leanne was on camera. What happened with Brandy was off camera. And that's, I think the, it shouldn't be the huge difference, but in the grand scheme of things, it's like, unless it's people like you and me and other people, like we may not have even known that Brandy said all this stuff, unless you're on Twitter and on Instagram frequently and you're kind of following everything. But when Leanne was saying this stuff, it's on national television. So everybody knows about it. Um, so I think there's a double standard in a way, but again, I think it's because one happened on the show and one was off the show. Um, I don't know, but again, I think it would have been great for Leanne to be back just so she could have had the same kind of, I guess, opportunity that Brandy has now. Yes. So you grew up in Dallas, you knew Deandra, that was your entry to all these lovely ladies. And then you moved for Pepperdine. Like that's why you moved to LA to go to school. Yeah. So what did you go to school for? Like, what did you grow up wanting to do with your life? Um, I actually wanted to do um, like events and PR. Um, So which is what I'm doing, (laughs) which is good. Um, But I definitely wanted to do it for charity. Um, I can get, you know, a lot of satisfaction out of like doing someone's wedding or a 16 year old girl's birthday party. But like, it's not the same as doing events uh, for charity because you're basically you're essentially doing fundraising so you know that all this money that you're raising is going towards a specific cause specific initiatives um, and really helping out um, you know in my case whether it's the canine community or you know any other kind of thing that you know people do for events and charity um, but that's you know I'm kind of in a unique situation where I'm kind of doing what I love um, and it was through Pepperdine, actually, that I got connected um, with Lisa um, and Banner from Dogs. Um, and that's kind of how that came about, too. How did you get connected through Pepperdine? Yeah, so um, Pandora, Lisa's daughter, um, went to Pepperdine. And at the time, um, so she, we went at different times. She graduated before me. Um, but at the time, um, my friend Tay, um, weird um, relationship, but she's actually the brothers of Tay. Her brother is Tay Centineo. I don't know if you, or not Tay, Noah Centineo. Um, I don't know if you know who that is. He's a really big, like, person on Netflix or whatever now. But it's funny because, like, I knew him five, six years ago. And it's like, oh, now you're, like, a big Netflix person. Wow. (laughs) But anyway, um, so Tay was doing business development, um, who I went to Pepperdine with, um, for the family. And she um, reached out. And she's like, hey, like, this really cool family that I'm, like, working with, they're starting a charity um, and we're looking for somebody to do like events and PR and stuff like that. And I know that you're, you know, really into that and you're really good at it, good at it. Um, 
would you be interested? And at first I said, no. Because <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I was did like, she tell you it was the Vanderpumps, like when she reached out? She did. Um, and I said, no. <laughs> and I was like, this sounds like a lot. Um, and then like a month and a half later, I saw, because like the foundation had just started, like there wasn't even like a rescue center, like anything. Like literally the offices were above Sir. It was a two, three room office, literally like, above sir it was like a sketchy like side door entrance and you just like walk up the stairs like it was it was like true like just like grassroots situation um and then a month and a half later she just like posted on her own facebook like hey like looking for somebody um, that would want to do you know pr events and i was like oh like if you guys are still looking for somebody like i guess i'll do it <laughs> and so i was like do you want me to like send over my resume like what do you want me to do she's like yeah just send that over and like if you it's like when can you come to sir for an interview and i was like oh i can come tomorrow so i went the next day and it wasn't even an interview they were like okay well you're gonna do like this this and this and like by the way we're gonna have our like first gala um in november and i was like oh it's like july <laughs> like i'm supposed to put this together so um, that's kind of how it started was really through like mutual friends and just like connections through Pepperdine. Um, it's not some, you know, crazy fun story, but it's just like, it is kind of showcasing though. It's like, you know, you never know when things are going to happen and just like also be friends with everybody because you never know when doors are going to open up for you. <laughs> so. Okay. So let's just go back. So you're watching your, you said you started watching like Real yeah. Housewives of Beverly Hills in college. So even, I mean, yeah. you were a fan of the show, right? Yeah. So obviously, um, I knew who Lisa was. <laughs> um, and, um, I don't know, it just seemed like a good opportunity to be able to kind of blend what I love doing, which is events, but also with charity. And then also just with like kind of the celebrity aspect of it. Um, it's kind of the three in one perfect combo for me where I'm a very social person. So, um, it just kind of worked out for me. I'm just going back to the fact that you said no to Lisa Vanderpump when you first got a call. <laughs> well, she wasn't the one that called me. I but know, but still, I, you, know, you hear but still, a job with yeah, LVP. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking, but um, I don't know. It was just like a weird time. And I was just like, this sounds like a lot now. And then I was like, okay, yes. <laughs> so you took the job. Like, did you have to, I mean, you had an interview. Like, what was the interview process like? Oh, it wasn't even like really an interview. <laughs> it was just like, I actually didn't even meet Lisa and Ken that first time. It was just with John Sessa. Um, it was John and I and um, my friend Tay, and that was it. And then um, I met Lisa and Ken. Well, I met Ken like literally like probably a couple of days after. Um, and, you know, we just kind of went from there. And then I met Lisa, obviously. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so you, you got the job. You took it. Yeah. And then, I mean, you met Ken. So what was, what was it like when you first met Lisa? Like you were just at work and she walked in? Yeah. You know, I can't remember the first time I ever actually met Lisa, like at the office. I remember the first time I hung out with her or like had like an actual kind of like interaction with her outside of just like her coming and going from the office or something was actually, um, I can't remember what season it was, but it was a season finale of Beverly Hills at Lisa's house with the rosé party. Uh, where she was launching the rosé. That was, like, the first time that I, like, actually, like, really hung out with Lisa um, and really got to know her a lot more. Um, and kind of since then, you know, obviously, I've 
still there. So, <laughs> you know, it's just like, that's probably the first time that I met Lisa was actually like, at, like a housewives thing um, that I actually, you know, interacted with her quite frequently and, you know, really got to know her a little bit more. And she's as great as we all think. Yeah. <laughs> she's honestly, um, she really cares about people um, and dogs, obviously. But, yes. um, you know, it's very interesting because a lot of people like to say a whole bunch of stuff about her, you know, online, offline, in the press, whatever. Um, but, you know, she's really kind of stood by me and she's always been supportive of me. And obviously, you know, her and I have gone through our own bullshit. <laughs> so it's like, yes. Um, and, you know, that definitely made us a lot closer. Um, but for example, it's like, you know, I've had a friend come visit from San Francisco who's like, obviously never met Lisa, never, you know, met anybody. And like, I, you know, we went to Tom Tom for dinner, you know, it's probably a year ago now. And, um, Lisa walked in, obviously, you know, didn't know she was going to be there, but she like came over, sat down with us, like introduced herself to my friend, um, you know, just was like, like sat with us for like five minutes and just like really like made an effort to like get to know like this random friend that I like, just like she never met. Um, and then like, you know, we continued on with dinner. Um, and then my friend and I were trying to pay, um, you know, two hours later or whatever. And they were like, Oh, Lisa paid for it. Like you're fine. And I was like, Oh, like you didn't have to do that. So it's like, as much as like people like to say like shitty things about her, like, like she does like make an effort and she is a nice person. Um, I believe at the end of the day, I'll admit it as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate. I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Was your friend like freaking out like, holy shit, I just met Lisa Vanderpump? Or before before your friends even came, was your friend like, listen, bitch, you work there. (laughs) You better get me a meeting. Well, it was funny because like he like, he watches Housewives, but like everybody knows who Lisa is. Like he's not like a religious follower or anything like that. But it was so funny too, because this was his first time in LA and it was also like his first night in LA. And it's like, he's already meeting like Lisa Vanderpump and he's like on Instagram being like, oh my God, like I just met Lisa and all of his friends in San Francisco are like, what the fuck? Like you've only been there for like eight hours and like you're already meeting Lisa. Like they were just like so shook by everything. Um, which is kind of fun, I guess, like, you know, to be able to like do that for people. <laughs> so it's just normal for me, but like for other people, it's like, <laughs> seriously, what, so what is your official job title at Vanderpump yeah. Dogs? And like, what do you do? Like, I mean, I know you described it, but like, what's like an average day in the yeah, life of so- your job? I can't tell you how much traveling I've been doing in the past few weeks and airports and airplanes are packed. 
People want to get away. Listen, if your dreams of that vacation or enjoying the fun of life are turning back into a reality for you, don't stress over the financial setbacks that can keep you from saying yes. Credit Karma is here to help you keep your financial goals in check so you won't have to hit pause on a good time. Credit Karma's game-changing technology shows you tailored offers for credit cards and personal loans that you're more likely to be approved for so you can apply with more confidence. They use your credit and other financial information to show you custom recommendations. Whether you want cash back, travel rewards, or to consolidate debt, Credit Karma can help you find the offers that fit your goals because your goals may not be the same as my goals. With a selection of options and approved odds, you have the power to make informed decisions. Credit Karma, apply with confidence and you will be on that beach enjoying that drink in no time. Go to creditkarma.com slash podcast to learn more and find offers tailored just for you. That's creditkarma.com slash podcast. Or you can see your offers on the Credit Karma app. Apply with confidence today. Go to creditkarma.com slash podcast or the Credit Karma app. Yeah, so I do all of the events and PR at the foundation. So basically, I do all of our annual events. Um, so like our World Dog Day event that you guys might have seen on like Vanderpump Rules. Um, I do that. It's the longest day ever. And it's like in the park and hot and I almost die every year. <laughs> but um, and then like our gala, which is like our huge thing. It's very celebrity driven and like high net worth driven and like, you know, major sponsors are involved. Um, and then kind of everything else in between. So random partnership events that we'll do. Like we, I've worked with Jen Adkin a couple of times doing like fun pop-up things at the rescue center. Uh, we've worked with a couple of other people. Um, so that's um, kind of what I do is mainly like the events and partnerships and also kind of like the social media kind of cause marketing campaigns that go along with that and or other initiatives that we're doing. Um, an average day, um, kind of crazy <laughs> there's not like an average day there's always something that happens like literally we're like sitting there and it's like 9 45 and like some crazy thing has happened and we're like and it's only 9 45 like we still have like eight more hours to go <laughs> um but um really it's me just like talking to people um kind of figuring out what the next thing is going to be um in terms of a in terms of an event or what people are passionate want to sponsor get involved with in terms of donations um always lots of dogs involved in a day-to-day situation <laughs> but average day honestly it's crazy like that place is fucking nuts so like whether it's the people that work there the people that are, like are adopting from us some of them are crazy <laughs> um it's just like everything about that place is just nuts <laughs> and i imagine also while you're trying to do your job there's also a gazillion tourists that probably come in and want a picture oh. front and oh um, yeah it, it's funny. They actually like the tour buses in LA, like Vanderpump Dogs is a stop. Like people get out of like this big open air tour bus and just like come in. It's kind of fun. Like they come and play with the dogs, but it's like, they're just like taking pictures and doing all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> well, if you think about it, like it really is kind of a brilliant idea. You know, yeah. I mean, it's pink. It's not the average, like it's just, it's accomplishing the same result in a much higher profile way and a much different type of setting. So it's kind of like why, I mean, it's a great idea. 
Yeah, and that's exactly why, like, Lisa wanted to open it was because she wanted to kind of reinvent what the shelter looked like. Because, like, when you go to shelters, especially here in L.A. County, like, they're sad and depressing. And, like, it's all cement and the dogs just are not taken care of. And people just feel uncomfortable, like, adopting a dog because just the environment is uncomfortable. But at least with the Vanderpump Dogs, you walk in, everything's pink, there's velvet couches, there's chandeliers everywhere. Like, you feel, like, at home and you are not concerned for the well-being of the dog. <laughs> so you just have a better experience, not only for yourself, but the dog is also having a better experience. So you guys are just having, you know, a whole better just situation of adopting a dog, which is great. And I would think there's a lot of people like in Beverly Hills and parts of LA that would never go to a shelter themselves oh, that will come in now. 100%. Like they do not want to drive to South LA. <laughs> to a shelter, but they will drive to, you know, our place, which is literally right down the street from them, um, you know, check out our dogs, um, which is great. What about, so, you know, you met Lisa, you took the job, even though you turned it down, your friend got really starstruck when they met Lisa. <laughs> you mean, you're in LA, Lisa's on the show. Like, are you the type to get starstruck? Like, you know, I mean, do you see, I would, you know, just there's certain people that are not the type and other people and if yeah. you are, like, who who would you get starstruck if they walked into Vanderpump Dogs and talked to you? Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't really get too starstruck. I think with certain people, probably more so than others. Like, if I saw, I'm trying to think of who, like, I don't know, like, act, not, like, actual celebrities. You know what I mean? Like, like A-list people. Like, if Jennifer Aniston or, like, somebody like that, like, walked into Vanderpump Dogs, I'd be like, oh hello like like yeah uh, but you know honestly it's just like I feel like just because I've grown up kind of like in this whole like weird environment where I'm constantly around people that are quote-unquote like famous or like celebrity or whatever I don't really like get to like freaked out about it um but you know we've had a lot of um people come into Amanda from Dogs and even like you know big celebrities that have like adopted like Christina Applegate like she has adopted a dog from us met her um, and like, she's a great person. Um, people from like Will and Grace have adopted, um, from us. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean like there's big like people that have like come in and like, um, you know, either have adopted or just like come in like Reese Witherspoon was in there one time. Um, so I mean like there's like people, um, the Kardashians have been there. I mean, they're the Kardashians, but I mean, they're still the Kardashians. <laughs> so I, well, um, no, the Kardashians are like, let me bow down and just take yeah, a moment. Exactly. Have you ever had a moment where someone's just like, so nice, like any funny stories or just like someone was rude and you're just like, oh. Um, you know, actually someone, well, just to bring it back to Bravo really quick is like somebody that was surprising. Well, not surprising. I shouldn't say that. But someone that was super nice was actually Katie Rost uh, for Potomac. Um, really? She, yeah, she came into Vanderpump Dogs. She was dating some guy here at the time, and they um, adopted a dog together. Um, and it was funny because, like, I was, like, I walked downstairs because my, like, desk and little office space is upstairs, and I walked downstairs. I like, didn't even know she was there. And um, I was, like, is that Katie from Potomac? And I was, like, there's, like, why would she be here? Like, I'm so confused because I didn't know that she was living in L.A. part-time. Um, yeah. and, um, I like walked downstairs and, um, we like, you know, said hello to whatever. Um, and she like recognized who I was and she just was like super nice. And we just had like a great conversation and, you know, kind of showed her some dogs. 
Um, but it was just like super interesting just because again, like you just see a lot of people on TV and you don't really know who the real like person is behind what you see on TV sometimes. Um, so I'm just kind of like, again, not pleasantly surprised, but I was just like, so like, cause you know, sometimes housewives can be a little bit diva-ish and a little, <laughs> a little extra, but Katie sometimes was so worse good. than the A-list celebrities. Exactly. <laughs> but Katie was so nice, so genuine. And she really like, I don't know. for me, it's like, she really cared about like the dogs and she was really like wanting to get a dog. They did get one. Um, and so for me, it was just like, it was very interesting. And like, she like, you know, never even made it known that, you know, like, oh, I'm on Potomac or I'm, you know, on Bravo or whatever. It's like, she was just like a normal person just wanting to get a dog. And I think that was like, so cool. Um, on the flip side, <laughs> there's like some disgusting people out there. Um, nobody like on Bravo, that's well, one person, but we don't talk about her. <laughs> but one person that like, but like sometimes people just like are assholes, like with their dogs. Um, and like, you know, one time, like we had like a Husky literally just like chained to our front door. Like we got there in the morning and there's like, just like a Husky with a bag of food and just like chained to the front door. And it's like, okay. Like, and like this dog was like fully trained too, like was potty trained, everything. Like these people spent time, money and effort on this dog and, you know, they just dropped him. So, um, you know. It, just some random person. Like, you just showed up for work and the Husky was there. Yeah, literally. So, I mean, like, there's good people in the world, but there's also people like that. <laughs> so, there's also people that drop dogs off at kill shelters that have adopted from us. So, you know, it, it goes both ways. <laughs> Who's the so. person from Bravo that you don't want to talk about? Doree. <laughs> I assume so. Like, hold, that, hold that thought for 10 seconds. Okay. What about Vanderpump Rules, like the show? Like, what do you think yeah. of that? Like, were you, um, I mean, you live right there. I mean, this is your life. Yeah. Like, and like, I know, you know, I know all of them. Um, and so, I don't know, it's tough. I think that, I think that they should do a spinoff of everybody that's original and like having babies. I do think that people would actually be interested in that. And also like, no offense to Jack's like, I love him and Brittany, but I, I just think it'd be so funny to see like Brittany and Jax like with a baby, like trying to navigate that whole situation. Like, I just think that would be like such great entertainment and such great TV to be able to just watch, you know, all these people that, you know, for 10 years that everyone's been watching them, like, you know, throw drinks, slap each other, like sleep with everybody in like a two mile radius. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, and then all of a sudden it's like, they have a home and they have a baby. Like they are now responsible. Like Jax Taylor is now responsible for a human life. Like that's like in itself, like great. <laughs> but um, in terms of like continuing it, continuing it on the way that it is, um, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, most of them, like, you know, people that are still there, like they're not, they don't work at CERT necessarily all the time anymore. Um, it's just people have grown. And I think that's what's made Vanderpump Rules such a unique show is it wasn't just a whole bunch of people that were like casted and put together. Like these people knew each other for years um, and they had deep relationships. And I think that what makes Vanderpump Rules such a success is it was authentic. It was authentic um, and it was real and it was raw. And it wasn't just like some casting producer put out a casting, you know, call and they just like threw all these people together to work at a restaurant. Um, so, you know, I don't know what the best kind of answer is for that. Um, 
Um, but I think it could be good, but I think just doing something separate with everybody that people already kind of know would be a great opportunity um, for just all of them. Do you think they should have done two shows last year? Because, I mean, everyone says last year is where it went off the rails. Yeah, um, I think so. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a good segue. But I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> what an interesting group of people. What about the whole, like, Tom Tom spinoff? Yeah, I, like I think that it'd be idea. good. I, um, I... I don't, I, to be honest, I haven't heard of them even wanting to necessarily like do that. I know everybody talks about it. Same with the Vegas spinoff. Um, I think Tom Tom spinoff would be a fun thing just if they focus on Tom Tom, Ariana and Katie, because I think all of them are great people. And I would really like to see kind of the fruits of their labor be showcased. Um, you know, they've, they are business owners. <laughs> um, and Tom Tom's a great place. I, I actually like, it's my like favorite out of all of them. Um, really? The food is amazing. Yeah, the food's amazing. Um, drinks are really good. Um, I just like the atmosphere there is really cool. Um, I just don't know. Um, and the and the staff there is actually like pretty cool too. Um, you know, I know a lot of them there too. Um, but yeah. What about like when Stassi and Kristen were let go? Were you shocked? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think because. I feel like Bravo has never really like done that before. Like they've never really like fully reprimanded somebody for saying, you know, stupid stuff. Um, obviously we're in a different time now, you know, but like even looking back, I mean, you can look back at different housewives franchises or other shows on Bravo eight, 10 years ago. And they were saying, like looking back, you're like, Oh my gosh, like you said that. Um, but we're in a different time. Um, and, you know, especially with Stassi, like Stassi is like, a pillar of Vanderpump rules and for her to be let go um I was kind of shocked um but you know I think it's a learning experience for everybody um and just you know to be more mindful and more conscious about you know what kind of you're saying and what you're posting and everything like that what about were you shocked when Brittany and Jax were let go um yes and no just because I think that I think everybody kind of knew it was coming um, so I wasn't shocked when it happened. I was just kind of more confused as to why it took so long. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why they got rid of Stassi and Kristen. Like, I don't even remember. Like, COVID timeline, it's all I messed know. up. Trust <laughs> me, I, I get but, it. Like, I don't remember either. But it's like, whenever they got let go, it's like, why Like why did they get let go of them? And then, like, not Jax. I don't know. It was just, like, confusing to me. Um, but, um, like I said, like, I hope that they have other opportunities, and I think they will. Um, because I think that, you know, they definitely deserve, you know, other opportunities. Um, right. but you know, people are interested still, um, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know. Time will tell. Yeah. <laughs> what about like, did you hear, like, did any, like one at Vanderpump Dogs, like hear from Lisa? Like when, I mean, that must've been hard for her. Like when all this was going on, um, because like you say, she is a nice person, Like yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I was trying to think. I can't even remember. Um, I don't know. I just, like, I didn't really want to, like, even, like, discuss it with anybody just because I was a little bit, like, this is, like, a sensitive subject and I didn't want to, like, get involved. <laughs> um, but I know, like, just at from Dogs, like, we all talked about it. Like, just, like, all of us did collectively um, just because, like, I don't know. I mean, like, it was, like, bad what they were saying. So, um, I don't know. 
Well, speaking of Lisa Vanderpump TV shows, were you, how happy on a scale from one to 10 were you that this past season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills central drama did not involve you or anything regarding you or Vanderpump Dogs? Oh my God, so relieved and so happy. But like, yeah, I mean, it's so funny that like, I don't know, it's just like, even still like people come up to me and talk to me about like the puppies, like about Lucy, 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 Apple Juicy situation. So like, it's just like, it's kind of crazy. Like at one point I was literally one of like the top trending topics on Twitter. And like, I had like random, not random. I had like people, like certain people texting me. Like I had like, like Ariana from Vanderpump Rules texting me. She was like, why are you the number one trending topic? Cause like she had no idea what was going on. Cause like nobody really knew what had happened except for like a core group of people um and I was like don't like don't even like it's a mess um it was just like very interesting to be kind of like thrown into this just as like a general thing I guess um like literally it's like I don't know it's weird because I know a lot of people but a lot of people don't know me (laughs) you know what I mean so um it was just very interesting to be able to be like literally thrown onto like a national stage like literally overnight Like, I was, for, like, a while, like, I was on, I was in every single news outlet, like, print and digital. Mm -hmm. I was like, why am I in Us Weekly print? Like, this is stupid. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. It's going to be Erica this season. Um, That's, like, the problem with Beverly Hills is, like, for the past couple of seasons, they just pick some one person and all gang up on that person. It's not fun. It's not exciting. Um, and it's honestly just, I mean, it's mean, like they're mean girls, um, just like, I don't know, people hide a lot of stuff about their own lives. So then they attach everything into one situation so they can avoid talking about whatever's going on in their life. Um, which I think is why like the puppy gate situation went on for so long because nobody wanted to talk about what was actually happening in their own lives. And they just wanted to cling on to this story, um, and really kind of, you know, deal with that it's a weird franchise it's like the only franchise at least for the past few years where it's one storyline takes over the entire season and everything else is so b-roll although potomac just had the same thing but it's still strange yeah and i think what was interesting too especially with the puppy gate situation is this all happened like right out the gate like it wasn't like you know they had already been filming for three weeks and something happened like it was literally like the first week of filming all this shit went down um which was kind of crazy because it i don't know it just kind of threw off the entire season i take it that you well who who do you think was the best well first are you sorry to see uh denise go and who do you think was a better addition garcelle or sutton um i i think i think both were good (laughs) but um i think sutton just because she's so funny and so quirky and um, I don't know. I just, I like her. And I think that she's such like a interesting person. Um, but I've never met her. <laughs> I did go on a date with one of her assistants on accident once, but that's like to the extent of that I know her. <laughs> well, that's so. a connection. What, you just were on a date and somehow it came out, well, I'm at Vanderpump Dogs. Well, I'm Sutton's assistant. Yeah, it was actually really funny because like normally, obviously I ask like, oh, what do you do for work? Whatever. But it was like, right when like stuff had just opened up and I was like oh my gosh like human contact I don't care um and so um 
I think I think it was like on Bumble or something. I don't even remember. But we matched, and he just said that he was like um, an assistant slash like estate manager. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And so we went to brunch, and he was like, hold on, like I have to like give something uh, to my boss's driver. She just landed from um, like coming in from out of town. And um, I was like, oh, haha, no worries. And he was like, oh yeah, haha, life of a housewife. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, who do you work? For? And then I was like, thinking, I was like, oh, who do you work for? Because like, you know, people just say that. Like, yeah. oh, like, because like, in my head, it's like I should know who you are because like, I know everybody. Like, it's a very incestuous circle of people. Like, everybody knows everybody, and everybody's like world, I guess, within Housewives of Beverly Hills. And so I was like, I don't know who this kid is. Like, I don't know you. So like, and then it's because he was like, oh yeah, like I work for Sutton. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm with Lisa. Because like, since it was, she was like new or whatever, like I hadn't, and he's not, he started like working with her after the show with rap. So he's not on the show. He's not anything. Right. Um, and so it was just funny. I was like, like, why did this happen to me? Like out of all people in LA, I happen to be on a date with like Sutton's, like one of Sutton's assistants. Like this is like such a small world. <laughs> Seriously. Who, who's your favorite? I mean, you've already made a comment about Dorit. So out of who's there now, who's your favorite housewife? Um, we have Kyle, we have Garcelle, we have Sutton. Rena, um, Dorit, Erica. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> I don't have a favorite. <laughs> I mean, out of all of them, I guess Sutton or Garcelle, just because like I really have like no connection with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like personal connection. Um, and I think that they're good for the show. Um, but honestly, the rest of them, like I just, I don't necessarily enjoy. They may be good people, but. I don't know, just, like, the way that they just, like, handled situations with Lisa and I, like, I just don't really appreciate, (laughs) so. That's very fair. What about, are you shocked at all this stuff? I mean, every day it changes with Erica and Tom. Like, this is a big deal. It's very, it's, like, it's bad. Like, a lot, like, you know, it's, like, it's, like, Teresa Judice level like that. Like, I say like, it's gonna like, be I think it's gonna be bigger than that. I really do. I mean, what do like, I know? But I, I really do. Well, the problem is, well, why it's gonna be bigger is because like they were basically taking money from other like like plane crash victims. Like it's a whole another level of like embezzlement and like kind of like shady fraudulent activity. Like they're not just like not paying their taxes or like doing all this stuff. Like they're literally taking money from people. Um, granted, I don't know how much Erica knew, so, you know, I don't know. I can't blame anything on anybody, but it's just, like, a very unfortunate situation that they're in. You know, I don't know. I just think it's a crazy situation, and, like, it's, like, when the LA Times is writing, like, huge articles about you, it's it's a situation. Kind of. And, I mean, we all know Erica doesn't, like, to your point, there's a lot of Beverly Hills housewives that don't really want to share their real lives, Mm-hmm. I'm not coming for Erica. People think I come for her all the time, but I'm just saying she <laughs> doesn't go out of her way to share things. Yeah. I mean, I, do I even need to ask, are you sad to see Teddy go? Um. Well, the answer to this question is quite interesting. Um, we're about to get into it. John's current relationship with Teddy, what he thinks about Teddy, some current RHOBH chat. We talk about Lisa and Ken. We get an update on Vanderpump Dogs. We are about to get into it all. Part two to this 
epic chat with John Blizzard is coming very, and I mean very, very soon. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.